anyone or everyone. <laughs> Let's, I guess we'll jump in. Hey, anyone, hey, everyone, anyone, anyone. We're snowed in. We're snowed <laughs> we in. We need help. Send, send the dogs. <laughs> We're snowed in in Boise. This is the uh, bodybuilding.com podcast. Uh, I'm Nick Coleus here with Chrissy Kendall and the one and only abdominal snowman, Craig Perso. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. You uh, planned for this snowstorm, oh, didn't yeah, exactly. you? Just so I we did. could do that. I've got my uh, my cowboy snowflake yeah, shirt on. It's kind Perfect. of a face for radio kind of shirt. I'm yeah. going to use that later on. Thank you for that one line. So good. I don't know if that domain is taken yeah. or not, but I, I, I demand a cut at least. Um, but the, this this uh, snowstorm did remind me of a meme that I made. I wanted I wanted to share. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't, have you ever made a meme before? Like you go into meme generators. I've like seen that. them. I've never. I've, I've ma- had plenty of meme made of of, of, of you. Of me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> working with the video team. That's it's like. Do you do anything else? I've made like three in my <laughs> life, um, just for you know office circulation. But the one I was most proud of it was C T Fletcher, and I put a little Santa hat on him, <laughs> and it and it says, anyone. I command you to snow. <laughs> and I was searching all over my goddamn computer for it this morning because I wanted to share Except it with the it staff. In the spirit of the season, you know. Yep, yeah. Couldn't find it. It's lost. But if anybody else out there uses it, I'm coming for you. <laughs> like CT. Rice are here first. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute, and then I lost it. Anyway, uh, Craig is here with us. He's a man of many talents. Uh, snow removal, one of them. It's going to be soon. Yeah, I'm actually it, yeah. in the process of uh, owning a house. So <laughs> oh, good. I'm going to have to get it, get that on my list. Uh, we know shirt removal is one of your skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's an old school friend of bodybuilding.com, um, physique pro, cellucor athlete, former oil trader. You don't do that anymore, right? Former, former. Okay. And also, um, I learned recently, a former semi-pro football player. Yeah. Well, former oil trader is not right, because I'm actually, I own oil right now, but I'm just not doing it as a living. Not just the one in your car. Yeah. Not just the no. <laughs> I do own a little oil. I think it's on the rise, but that's uh-huh. just a tip I'm going to give you now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, aside from the many things he's done with us over the years at bodybuilding.com, including 30 Days Out, is a great training plan, and was you were also in um, Built by Built Science. By Science. Um, you're also one of the stars of a new, I guess you could call it an original series that we're doing called Lifted, where we follow uh, five, I believe it's five different people around for solid six weeks, eight weeks, six yeah, months. Kind of, yeah, a mm-hmm. few, yeah, they vary the time, but yeah, mm-hmm. kind of it, it, each in their own transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of them normal people. Some of them are Craig and Steve Weatherford, who are guys who have been in this industry for a long time. Cool. It's, it's fun to learn who was in it because yeah. it was all secretive for me. I was going like, to ask, did you know? I don't know. Okay. Anyone. Actually, yeah. I was at uh, an expo. And the I saw LA Fit Expo. LA Fit, and I saw um, Danielle. Danielle, yeah. Danielle, and she was going to be in it. I don't know if she's in it or not. She but, is, yeah. And um, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, what do you mean? What are you doing? <laughs> so we were like secretly like, are uh, you? Yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's pretty so neat. But, I mean, you know, any, anybody could have a camera and just be following themselves around, but you guys, that's good. You made that connection. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was interesting watching you because you were you were doing two or three pretty different things at the same time. You were finishing your career as a semi pro football player. Would you say? Have you? As, did that continue after? Um, that? I kind of finished a while ago. I was, mm-hmm. I was as soon as I became on Wall, or Wall Street Dollar Trader for a while. It just became such a daunting thing to go out every weekend, try to practice with the team, and then when games come to play. So I was kind of like an optional player for them, and um, it was a passion of mine. And when it became more work than passion. 
I decided to cut it off. Mm-hmm. But my coach would call me up from time to time and ask me to jump in some of these games. I stayed in shape. He obviously watched what I was doing. And uh, not to say lifting for fitness shows or anything is getting ready for football, but right. I was able to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, sh- the show that I, or some of the video that you're going to see in the clips were a semi-pro game, probably all of our last. I don't think mm-hmm. I'll play another, but mm-hmm. I don't think. Thinking, think is a lot of... It, it seemed like you got a good... Um farewell from the game you were you your were, body in, oh, got yeah. <laughs> it's like you see him in bed the next day unable to move bruises all over his fucking face oh, yeah the, not, the, not, oh, not only your arms gosh. your face you yeah. look horrible i went out with a bang how much yeah how much pain was that exactly oh, compared to 10, lifting a, pain yeah. scale one of 10 was a 10 for sure it oh, was yeah. sharp sharp tens it wasn't lasting sharp tens. But they were sharp tens ripping <laughs> band-aids off and different things and oh watching you tens. take the long sleeve shirt off it was like <laughs> don't watch can't stop Keep like uh, I just couldn't turn yeah, away to set, from. To set the was, scene here, it's like you Ugh. you put a shirt on to cover your open oozing wounds on your arms, and the they heal up through the shirt yeah, basically yeah. mesh to it. it. So in order to take the shirt off, you have to take some scab oh. off with it. And <laughs> the pain is real, my friends. <laughs> but at the same time, you were preparing for a physique show. At the same time, yeah, like, yeah, no, silly. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, was it was it silly? Because uh, you know, you think of football player, you think, oh god, he's doing the two twenty five bench press test. He's doing a bunch of power cleans. It's not what you think of when somebody's getting ready to do a physique. No, I've, I mean, but I've always adopted that mentality when I came to fitness. I was a football player, true and true. I mean, that's where I came. I was a performance athlete, and I tried to fit into a physique mold. Um, I was in early enough, and so I had a good enough shape to, you know, let's just say, be fortunate enough to be early. Mm-hmm. If I came to the sport later on, would I be the ideal candidate? I don't know. You know, I have much more of a blocky football player physique, quite frankly, like a Roman. You know, one of these guys that have the blocky abs and everything else. Not the hair anymore. <laughs> Not the hair anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, back now, everything's with the tapered waistlines. These guys, with no offense, women waist under 30 inches and wearing these huge shoulders. I don't know how that even works. But, um, you know, that's, that's, what's, that's what's trendy now. And so at this point, I'm transitioning. So you saw me do my last show, but um, I don't know how much you guys learn or I sent some video in that probably will follow up at the end of the series. So you're gonna have to watch the end to see what I'm up to today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away, but we transitioned. I'm, I'm out. I'm completely called it quits and said, I'm done with subjectivity. I'm going to go more aborst on performance mm-hmm. and I uh, get back to my roots. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, when you say you're out, you're talking about no more, no physique, more, no more physique based competition, no more subjectivity uh-huh. of my performance and my, or excuse me, of my outcome. I'm not going to get on stage and have a judge tell me I'm in today or I'm not on today based on some subject scale. Done. So yeah, so it was more based on that, or was it to the training in the diet that you didn't like? I, you know, or there was uh, you saw some of that I'm sure in the video where I trained for that. I definitely was in the best shape of my life, but it was the most taxing I've ever put my body through, specifically hitting a mold. And I wasn't doing physique anymore. I was doing a category called classic, classic physique. In that classic physique division, it's a pro. You know, I was a pro, so I was able to cross into it. But it has a, a category height um, with a weight weight restriction. So me at five ten. Um, I had to be at 205. I wasn't 205 since I turned pro. Mm-hmm. And that was like four years ago. I always compete in like the 210 threshold. So just taking off that another five pounds, specifically when, um, you know, you're already at three or 4% body fat was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of water manipulation, a lot of days of not eating. I, I mean, I did crazy things just to get the weight off. But in doing so, I sacrificed a lot of my business as well. There was a straight month where I was just a competitor and all business ceased. And I said, this is not where I need to be. There's no payoff at the end of this. There's, you know, no matter what happens, it's not going to be well enough to, you know, I'm, I'm a businessman. I mean, that's what I got to do. I have people that, you know, depend on me. I got to right. deliver for them. So I said, as much as I could commit to a sport, it's very selfish. 
I got to make sure that I'm doing things that are going to live life. That's my mantra, L-I-V-L-F-E, live life full circle. And I'm like, you know, if I'm not owning up to my own brand, how am I going to preach that to others? Right. Well, yeah, and that is that that is uh, an interesting component to physique-based competition. It's like th- there's there's no golden standard out there. You're constantly having to fit in, into kind of an, an open-ended, yeah, as you said, subjective mm-hmm. um, standard. But people torment themselves to meet that standard, even when maybe it's not their preparation that's that's actually at fault. It's just the shape of their body. It could be yeah. that. It could be their mm-hmm. looks. It could be their skin tone. It could be uh, a judge. I mean, right. let's just face it. There's there's a lot of things. There's politics. There's people that should win, need to win, have to win, could win, mm-hmm. shouldn't win, mm-hmm. and they win. So let's just face it. All of that goes into that sport. And I mean, anything, it's a pageant, just like anything else. Beauty right. pageants, same, same game. Mm-hmm. So... Will I be submitting my daughter to this in the future? I don't think so, honey. You're not going to be in those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we had a guest on a few weeks ago named Lise De Leon, who is a really well-known uh, fitness model. She has a million followers on Instagram and just kind of has the same thing thought, but just says, you know what? I just don't want to compete. Like, you know, and you can do that now too, yeah. but you still seem like you're a, you're a competitive guy. You want you want to compete. I like having something. a goal. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If, if For me personally, if I don't have a goal, and I say this to a lot of people that follow me, if you don't have a goal, you're kind of just floating, you're swimming, you're just treading water a little bit. And for me, without a goal, I'm pretty average. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a pretty average person without a goal. But if I have a goal, there's a lot of, it's hard to beat me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's hard to, you know, it's me versus me every day because I'm challenging myself to get to that point. So, you know, do I want to be average or do I want to be someone who's aggressively going after something? And that's business, that's life, that's, that's in anything, fitness for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a breath of fresh air to know that you can have goals that are not to step on stage. And just to see more of that, because I think when we see this sort of thing, if you are going to have any sort of transformation, a physical transformation, everyone thinks, oh, that's so that I can step on stage. Right. And I get that question all the time. It's like, I'm like, no, I have no desire to step on stage. And I think that's OK. But do I have a desire to have a healthy physique, to be in the best shape of my life, to be able to perform well in whatever aspect of my life? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I don't want to step on stage. I mean, yeah, thank you for saying that because a lot of people come up to me all the time in these expos when I talk to them and I always, I'm like the fitness dad as much as I'm the businessman. I'm the Mm, fitness dad. I was was this before I had a daughter Uh just because I always look up to these kids and I'm like, you're following the wrong people. You have the wrong role models in mind. You know what I mean? Like Mm. they're giving you crappy advice a lot of times. And most often I'm like, what is your why? Oh, I want to be like you. What does that even entail? Right. What am I? What have I done? What do you not see behind the scenes that have got me to where I'm at? Were you an oil trader? Did you have this background? Did you have a business? Did you move across country to California? Did you spend all your savings? No, you haven't. What do you want to do? I want to go to be a gym to train people to do this. And I'm not taking that away from anything if that's your passion. Mm-hmm. But I think your passion is being misled by the the goal of stardom. And it's let me just tell you, being on top doesn't pay your bills. you got to find ways when you're on top and all these means to find a financial route to freedom, if you will. Mm-hmm. So. That's something a lot of people think is so misled. Oh, I'm going to become this person and I'm going to get paid all this money. It doesn't work that way. And specifically now with more of you asking to do that, you're giving your time and, and energy away for free. Mm-hmm. And so you're screwing it for everyone else too. Mm. Yeah. I, I feel like I hear some relief in your voice. Like now, now that you've, you're moving forward, it's a different chapter. Were you, were you relieved when you kind of decided, you know what? I think I'm done with this, this style. I think I say that in my video. I actually mm-hmm. think I came home and I go, it feels good not to have that that out there. And yeah, so it's it's good. It's putting a chapter behind me. I'm a person who likes to take risks. Mm-hmm. As, as I've lived in Connecticut, I, I moved to Florida for an opportunity. Then I moved home, moved to New York City. From New York City, went to California. California, now Tennessee. So I'm a person who likes to jump and take opportunities. But 
you know, once the door closes, I just say that's room for something else in my life to be opened mm-hmm. up. And I feel like that completely right now. So, I mean, that chapter closed, a whole new, I got a whole bright future ahead of me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, uh, when did the light bulb go off after that? You think, you yes. know what? I, I love training. Uh, I love punishing myself. I love, you know, pu- saw, pu- pu- pushing I those s- limits. I saw it in the training, like, you know, even a couple of weeks before I, uh, I don't know how much you guys saw the videos or what was edited and what you did see, but even with the realization prior to me stepping on stage, was the realization that, hey, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even after the dust settles. I didn't care if I won. Mm-hmm. It was it. You know, if I won, would I have stepped on stage at the Olympia? Sure. But that's it. If I took mm-hmm. second, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have even tried. Mm-hmm. It was the realization prior to going in it where I just, I was doing it. And I'm like staying up all night. I, I, I think I went to bed for like two hours. I had to wake up new cardio because I'm like, I'm just not there yet. My mind was just mm-hmm. a mess. Mm-hmm. And I go, this isn't it, man. And and I'm sitting here with a microphone talking to these people about this balance and this stuff. I'm like, I'm not eating. I'm not drinking my own Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it. I was like, I got to get back on what I feel is my mantra mm-hmm. and, and own it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I watched a video of you on Instagram the other day of what you're doing now. And is, this has got to be my favorite set and rep scheme I've seen seen all year. 17 sets of five with 335 pounds in a deadlift. <laughs> 17 and a half sets, I think it was. So how do you get from that to that? Because that's fan- I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, the, the volume day, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. The, uh, the poundage. <laughs> My company is Metron. Um, Metron.io, we're a fitness platform based out of Silicon Valley. And we're trying to basically quantify fitness. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, how do I go from just getting a pump you know, to look a certain way to quantify my fitness. I need mm-hmm. to track it. I need to input it and I need to analyze it. And so I said, okay, let me start with this volume scheme. Let me actually put a number that I'm going to lift and then I'm going to analyze what's going on. Am I, is my strength going up or all these other things? So it's more of a component of just analyzing my actual own data. Mm-hmm. So I can say I can do a lift, but I'm saying, okay, if I lift, I don't, what, what did I lift that day? How much poundage do you uh, know? 30,000 pounds, okay. I believe. So it was a number I mm-hmm. truly randomly made up. I just said, I'm going to okay. lift 30,000 pounds off the ground today and I'm going to pull, you know, another pound. You know, I kind of made up some math and I said, let me see what this looks like. It was ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to have a test eventually if I do it enough with repetitions to see if, can I increase that, you know, and then I could time it. How much, how much volume can I press in a specific amount of time? So it's more about analyzing who you are and what you're doing instead of just going through, you know, because now it's not really about how I look, but how I perform this new era of my Crecoverso and mm-hmm. what I'm training for is performance based. Mm-hmm. And so I gotta, I gotta track my numbers, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not football performance based. What do you, what's, what's, what, yeah, what's your next performance ask, game? Like, what are you, so you are going to track your, your volume. Yeah. Like that's one thing you can measure, but what is your, your next kind of goal then that you're going to see, or uh-huh. obviously you want to see your volume change or go up or improve, but what other things are you looking to, to mobility, change flexibility? See? I mean, I'll let you guys read between the lines, but I'm, 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 I'm going across it. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. you know, just the much volume I've done in my life and the capacity or the threshold that I have, I think for, you know, the lactate threshold and the ability to push past that, that specific burn, mm-hmm. it's a silly, but I kind of like I, I have an ability, you know, some people just have an ability to do specific things. I can kind of put that behind me and push. So I was like, I can do well at this sport. Mm-hmm. But the problem is I had to lose some of my size and mobility up top of my shoulders to get in a front rack. I finally just got it. It took me almost like four to six months just to get myself into a front rack position because mm-hmm. I would do cleans and hold it out front. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I can muscle it, but there's going to come a point where the weight's going to be way too much. Right. And so if I ever want to be competitive, I got to get it right. And so I'm really just being a stickler on form right now, working with mobility. I just joined uh, CrossFit a, while, a little while ago and come January 1, I will no longer train in a normal gym if I'm, I'm going to commit to like at least three months um, straight. 
of just every single day or, you know, the six days a week that I was putting in a gym, I'm going to put that same time and effort into doing the training, into the mobility and the whole mm-hmm. nine and see how far I could progress. Because my goal is next year this time preparing for the open. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so, so how did the appeal of CrossFit grow in your mind? Like I've always respected them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people in our industry that it's like, it's, I swear it's like the jets and the sharks, right? Like right. back in the day, mm-hmm. it's like they hate each other yeah. and it, and it, it shouldn't be. I, I kind of feel like I want to be the bridge. I mean, there's a couple people like me, you know, your own, um, Candace, uh, she's into it and she, and Cassidy too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, these people are, are good ambassadors of fitness, I think in general. And so I don't think they really have any hate for the other side, but when I announced, you know, on my, my, my social media channels that I was not going to compete anymore and do CrossFit, I lost like five to 10% of my following. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous, but it's cool. You know, if, if you're only going to see something that way, I didn't want you to follow me in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to have a smaller follower of people that are really committed to what I'm doing and passionate about what I've been giving them in the past, but that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to not continue to put out programming that's for people of different goals. I do have my programs 30 days out. Right. Um, I just launched a bunch of stuff on Metron. So I'll continue to put out programs because that's what I do well. Mm-hmm. I'm a very good at programming, you know, fitness routines specific to a goal. But for me personally, I'm just going to be training in this other capacity. And I do want to get to a point to actually um, program CrossFit because I think it does need some uh, some some science-backed mm-hmm. research to it. Sure. My company does that. So, yeah. Are you or have you at all worked with a coach to get you to transition um, just cross- just the normal coaches that are there. I will be hiring specifically a weightlifting coach, just getting me to the points where I need to be. Um, and then a, move, a mobility specialist, a movement specialist. So as I transition to each point, I'm going to specialize on what I need and then go from there. I'm definitely going to take the right approach. Yeah. So so when, when people get into CrossFit, but just thinking of mobility in general, people think of their capabilities as somewhat fixed sometimes. You think, oh, I've got a bad hip i've got a bad I shoulder right you know my I, my my non-dominant arm my shoulder is just it's a waste you know um did, did, was that hard to get your wrap your mind around the idea that no these can these limits can actually be changed no no i mean you're right mm-hmm. people do that I don't, i'm not normal people so i kind of before i stepped in i was just like i know where i'm not mm-hmm. you know what i mean or, or where i need to be and as much as it's hard because everything comes easy to me as far as fitness, this is coming very hard. Mm-hmm. And so it's a reality check as a gut check. But if you're committed to what your goal is, I was like, let me put myself in those that I preach to shoes. I'm no longer professional. I'm a freshman mm-hmm. in this game right now. I'm beyond a freshman. So I was like, let me humble myself. Let me see it as they see it. Let me listen. Let me talk less and just see more. Watch videos, educate, research. Read books, mm-hmm. see what mobility is about, you know? So I'm square one. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm competing with Rich Froning or anyone. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> let me see if I could at least attempt a competition at some point and then go from there. I think my background and experience and training style over the course of the years has prepped me right. Mm-hmm. Now I just got to be able to move correctly. Mm. And eat, is your way of eating change at all? Or are you like, you know, I can't. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm still playing with these photo shoots. <laughs> it's so baby I'm, steps. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you... I'm still playing with these photo shoots, so I still have to make sure that I, I look as well as I do. I'm actually much smaller in form right now. Usually I'm bigger for these shoots, but I just know the bigger I'm at, there's more weight I'm going to have to lift on a bar or something else. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking that probably the smaller version of me is going to be a better fit for this category. And Would you say that, you've seen a lot of changing in the structure of your training or has it been kind of like uh, one or two things that you might have switched out? So let's say your typical training session might be like an hour and a half and where before you did 10 minutes of a general warm-up and stretching, now you're spending... 30 minutes let me, on let me mobility. Really quick. And, I did no warm okay. up. Okay. So, <laughs> right. So, perfect. So, have, I mean, has it been a complete 180 or, and was that from 
from the start, like I'm going to start doing CrossFit workouts today? I Or, you know, did you do little chunks at a time to really, you know, so that it wasn't quite a shock to your body? You said even you're, you're starting on January 1st. So still you kind I, of have done it. I've actually you've done it. Okay. I've done for the last six months. So I've, I've actually been practicing, okay. but I kind of went for a few months. I kind of somewhat got injured. Um, I don't know if it's a progressive injury from over the or chronic injury from over the years rather mm-hmm. but um i definitely still have some pain in my uh teres minor infraspinatus right you know in this lat area insertion Pretty common yeah. um mm-hmm. i think i did it maybe kipping or doing something like that just stretching it out oh. but um it's got to fix itself before i could start doing some of the major lifts so i was trying to work around that so i was never fully committed mm-hmm. i was also thinking about the exercise and see how i could perform them specifically isolated instead of in these combination of groups that they're doing so mm-hmm. i didn't want to be in the class and do half of a workout so i kind of i was like the rogue guy mm-hmm. in the corner doing my own things in the crossfit gym so but it wasn't helping me let me just say that wasn't the right p- way to go however if i was going to do it i am going to try to do like a crossitional um when i program i'm going to do something like weightlifting meets CrossFit or something, some transitional period and how you can prep yourself. And it certainly comes down to mobility and stretching prior and, 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 and potentially, you know, another session of stretching. Cause ultimately that's really what's hard for someone like me, someone with size and someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to somewhat atrophy some of my areas, my shoulders specifically to get myself there. Mm. And, you know, people are like, it's your lats, it's your triceps, it's everything. Let me just tell you, it's all of the above. And so if you're not working on them, you're, Mm -hmm. it's going to be much slower for you. Sure. And and for many people, I mean, this doesn't have to be the rule, but size does come at the expense of posture Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And when you're doing barbell snatches, uh, there's there's no room for air in your in your pot. You gotta you gotta be able to access all sorts of areas in your upper back. Absolutely. Know? Someone showed me a cool test. Um, if you t- take two pencils and you put them down by your side, if they point in, your posture is not good. But if they point straight ahead, you actually have you know the proper posture. So try it if you're at yeah. home. Take two pencils. <laughs> I know we're all take like, two what? pencils. Do you have any pencils yeah. <laughs> in your house? <laughs> it has to be or pencils, pe- yeah. pens, any straight, yeah. you know, appliance or whatever you have, and just see where they go. So you might have an internal rotation or a proper huh. yeah. externally rotated, you know, by your side straightening forward. And so I was working to get that, and I was like, man, these are small little things that I never noticed. Or you know, if you look around the physique world, you see all these guys with internally rotated shoulders, right. all you know lunge forward like a gorilla, I'm over that. I don't want to look like that. And if, if I have pictures out there, tag me so I could take them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I just have a different approach to where I want to go with it and how I want to be seen going forward. Sure. I, want to, I think I've missed a lot of opportunity over the course of the years to correct and help people properly by going for brute size, strength, and power. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a proper way to go about teaching someone the right ways to do that. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, when the time comes, you do have to lift some some crazy weight and just, just rip and pull kind of thing. But there's a proper way to get into that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And w- one other ritual that maybe people are, are attached to, they, yeah, they respect the CrossFit approach, but they're attached to their split as well. Their idea of this is the, this is the way you build a body is, you know, you break up your body. But a CrossFit approach is much more full body uh, every single day. Is that hard for you to get used to at first? Yeah, well, that's I'm still challenged with the idea that when, um, you know, as we when the, the gym I follow, you know, follows one of the, the main coaches in the industry. And I still don't see the rhyme or reason behind it. And I and I know from some of the top people, there is no rhyme or reason. It's kind of just almost like a spin wheel. Mm-hmm. And it's a spin wheel of exercises. And they think over the course of time, the averages will even out. But I'm telling you, it's not. So there should be much more protocol-based science into CrossFit. And mm-hmm. I'm working currently with a couple coaches who have this idea. And so we're working on it. So you know, that way you don't hit your shoulders. Like I'm actually thinking about like, I don't want to give too much stuff away, but like mm-hmm. heat mapping, you know, of body parts being touched and what areas should be worked on and mm-hmm. different things like that. So mm. some cool stuff though. Yeah, that's cool. And it also 
um, kind of shows CrossFit maturing as a sport and as a practice as well. Um, yeah, if you think about, there are enough people in it now. It has enough serious adherence. People should be taking it mm-hmm. that seriously, like you would for professional football or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it took off with the athletes that are doing so well and, and started off and went gained all its popularity. They're just phenomenal athletes yeah. who were collegiate athletes, semi-professional athletes who are just genetically gifted. So you tell them to do anything and their bodies could handle it. But now we're taking people who are doing it recreationally, which I think is great, or who are doing it as a hobby. And whatever we can do to get people to do fitness and to be active is great. But let's also keep in mind, not everyone is genetically gifted to do that sort of thing every single day without maybe the proper rest and recovery that their bo- that their body or their muscles and their mm-hmm. joints need. So yeah, if we can, you know, potentially program a little bit differently and mm-hmm. look more into the science behind it, all the better for it. I agree. I definitely think there's uh you know, you'll see good coaches and bad coaches and I think you have that in every industry. However, CrossFit is highlighted just because the the speed and power that they put specific movements in, people may not have experienced that right. ever in their life or in a long time. And bodybuilding per, for an instance is you're going through your limitations and it's very properly and it's very slow movements. You know, when you're, when you're dealing with them, torque yeah. and bar path and things of that nature, it's a lot easier to get hurt. So, I mean, that's why it comes with a bad name, but that's proper coaching. That's someone saying, okay, you have limitations here, go to your limitations. Mm-hmm. And that's how coaching should be anyway. But mm-hmm. it's, it's on both fences. So I don't want to single out CrossFit, but you're absolutely right. Um, I do think it's taking mainstreamers and put them in, in an athletic background in a, in a competition. And then you turn the the team aspect of it now you're competing against other people not just yourself so you might be pushing past your own limitations which is a good part of the sport it's a good part that gets camaraderie and that's why you have this cult feeling behind it but it's also a dangerous part too mm-hmm. right but i mean it's like anything if i did mud a mud run right that could be just as dangerous but no one ever gets mad at people who put those on or right. any other type of event you're without right. proper training without proper coaching or Mm-hmm. guidance you get yeah. injured doing yeah. anything right. really bodybuilding and crossfit though so maybe more than a mud run have this association of not giving someone enough recovery oh, time yeah. like th- yeah. those are those can be two difficult modalities to program because they have I- intensity just as part of yeah. the package you're, you're like oh you want you want to be a bodybuilder there's a lot of intensity mm-hmm. you want crossfit okay it's intense not only in- intensity in terms of the the amount of weight that you're lifting but also the more subjective kind of intensity where it's like you might puke, you know. But so both of those, yeah, they they um, uh, can put you at the at the limits of your recovery. How how have you found them to be different in that regard? Um, well, if you're following a program, a bodybuilding program, and you follow it to the letter, maybe something like a thirty days out where I give mm-hmm. you thirty thirty seconds rest and things of that nature. If a you follow it like I tell you to, um, then you're going to be taxed, right? right. You, you can find your threshold and you could be completely spent. However, most people don't do that. And most normal people don't do that. Maybe <laughs> some people go with their pace. They take a 45 mm-hmm. second when it should be 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And you're traveling by your own means, meaning you're the one judging your outcome. Unless you have a coach yelling it and screaming at you like a Barry's boot camp or something like that. Go CrossFit. Now you have other people determining to be behind you or maybe they're waiting on your machine that you're supposed to be working on. So, you know, again, you have the mentality that it's not just about you. So you're pushing and you want to actually, it's, it's, it's a good effect. It's that, you know, we're all hurting together kind of effect. Mm -hmm. So I think you give yourself more in that sport. I think you give more of yourself to, to the energy, your, 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 your time efficiency becomes more effective in CrossFit Mm -hmm. versus bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. That's, I I guess I would give them a a one up in that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But also, yeah, you, you kind of touched on it there, the bodybuilding is kind of a, 
solitary pursuit. Yeah. Even if even if you have a training partner that you train every damn time with, it's you and the weight and the reps and it's and, and your food eating. and the food yeah. exactly yeah. professional eater. What are you doing behind closed doors? Yeah. Right. Yeah. One one of our guests said, "I'm not I'm not really a professional um, you know exerciser. I'm a professional eater." Mm-hmm. <laughs> or dieter. Yeah. Yeah. How well you do that? <laughs> I think something to be said too, as far as different, you know, putting a difference on the sport. It's who sacrifices more and, and in some, what capacity do you sacrifice, right? If you're in bodybuilding, you're sacrificing how much cardio and how much time away and how much specific energy to burn calories specifically as well as how much food do you sacrifice going in your body for this thing. In CrossFit, it's like, how do you sell out? You know what I mean? It's like, how much can you put on the line? You know, eating does have a part to play in it and when it, when it comes down to the science of Especially it. Especially if you're going to be top, competitive. The yeah. top, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's when I would say eating really, really, mm-hmm. and supplementation really mm-hmm. play a strong role. And I guess that's in any sport, right? Bodybuilding right. as well. Right. But I think one's about where do you sacrifice, one's about where do you sell out. And when I say sell out, I mean a good way. It's like completely in the gym because you mm-hmm. can sell out in bodybuilding, but if you're eating poorly, it does not translate at all. Mm-hmm. You know? You heard it first here. Craig Caperso sold out to Big Kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if only. Um, well, and just kind of going back a little bit on the recovery, I'm interested because watching some of your videos, I know that you were doing cryotherapy. Yeah. Um, are you still doing it or have you picked up new recovery modalities with CrossFit? Are you doing anything different to try to recover yeah. from that? I mean, because your training's changed. Yeah. So how's your recovery um, um I went back to the, my roots when, um, you know, I was in college and playing sports. You know, we went to the, the EMS, right? Mm-hmm. Electromagnetic stimulation. So I picked up a power dot unit. Mm-hmm. So I'm using that as some of my massage. Right? I do have one so of them, some, yeah. some of that kind of simulation yeah. to help post-recovery, almost prepping as well. So yeah. just putting that more in there, stuff that I can't hit. You know, I need it for this injury. My wife has to do it. I'm sometimes stuck trying to get Get these things off where I can't reach half the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But um, you know, I haven't done the cryo yet okay. um, in Tennessee. Probably something I should be looking into. Much more of a. I don't want to take anything away from it, but it's much more of a a rejuvenation tool. I would say more than an actual rehabilitation yeah. tool. Mm-hmm. In, in cryo's yeah. case, you actually get like an endorphin high. I you, noticed that. I, I did it here um, on our you, wellness day. Oh. They had they had a trailer out front. And they, they had a, yeah, they had a I rate, and um, yeah, I uh, think it was thirty bucks for three minutes. I would actually 60. do that prior to training, then after oh, training right. is like almost like a you know taking the snorts, right? right. And taking those sniffing sniff mm-hmm. uh, the powders. Um, it kind of gives you that. Just you're you're on. Feels you're like, great. Yeah, it's kind of like the drowning, right? What happens when you're drowning? Your body goes and releases all these endorphins because it's like fight or flight, right? right? And so that's the same kind of thing that happens. Your body just dipped into this cold air and you're just like whoa yeah. but you come out of there and it's you feel great yeah it was interesting I, I um at first i just felt cold uh, it reminded sometimes i like to go when it's shitty outside like this i'll go in for a run in the snow i just like that and it's that hot on the inside cold on the outside i don't know why it's a cool feeling um and that's all i felt and then about 20 minutes later i was standing by my desk and i just kind of went like all right, I'm I'm out there. It, yeah. it reminded me of coming in like a really deep meditation or something like that. Like, okay, yeah, something just got reset in my brain yeah. a little bit. I like I like it thinking like it's a good way to I think I could put it rejuvenation more than rehabilitation because mm-hmm. it doesn't get too deep, you know, no. it's surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did and I didn't feel like it really. Um, I, I was kind of sore from a workout at that point. I didn't feel like it did a whole lot for that. And like yeah. the guy was saying, oh, it does wonders for muscle soreness. I didn't find it did yeah. anything, but yeah. you know. I think an ice bath would be better off. I was going to say, right? most of the, I like the, the research contrast, says, the contrast showers yeah, for that too. The ice baths yeah. that are still painful, but better for you. <laughs> or for soreness. Oh, those are not fun. <laughs> I hated those. Well, cool. It's, uh, yeah, interesting hearing your, uh, your, your change of course here. You sound like you're 
really diving into it. Yeah. And taking, <laughs> taking it every bit as seriously as you were taking the other one. That's awesome. I got to. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to commit yourself to something and something is going to take so much time away from family, business, and friends, it's commitment. Mm-hmm. So don't half, half, don't half ass it. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to spend an hour in the gym, spend it right, you know? It's, it's an hour that you just wasted of your life. And if you, you know, it's cool. I listen to some of these um, positivity channels or these um, entrepreneurs and they break down life expectancy into mm-hmm. like, I don't, I'm not going to quote you correctly here, but let's just say it's like 85 years or something, 82 or 92, right. whatever, whatever it happens to be. I'm 35. I, I only have so many, so many minutes and, and hours left in my life. Do I want to waste them doing a mindless activity that's not going to see me a result or give me a passion or a bonus? Mm-hmm. Right. And you have a finite amount of intensity that you can devote in your life when I'm 30. Five-ish, <laughs> as well, and you think like, okay, awesome. I might have to slow down at, at some point, but if you don't have to yet, yeah, why not? Why would you? If not? you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's it's a common thing. If you know people with osteoporosis later on in life, you'll find majority of those people were not really active in their younger years. Mm-hmm. But if you're pulling on those bones, stressing them out, mm-hmm. those muscles build up. That, that that bone gets stronger, so you're gonna grow into those old age with better bones. Mm-hmm. Better bones, people. <laughs> Go check out Lifted at Bodybuilding.com. Let's say, I, I don't know that this is the address, but let's say it's Bodybuilding.com slash Lifted. And if it's not, hunt, hunt, hunt around, good. you'll yeah, find it, yeah. you know. Google and if it. not, yeah, it's, it's not my problem. Um, <laughs> and our podcast uh, is at Bodybuilding.com slash podcast. And also on whatever, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Overcast, all those different All apps. of them. You where can, can find we, us. Uh, where can we find you out there? I'm always at Craig Caperso. It's pretty simple. I don't know why people go with these crazy names, but um, <laughs> I am Craig Caperso. I am Craig And I'm that on every channel that you can find me at. So uh, I won't hide behind anything. It is me when I talk to you. I don't have any people that pull the strings behind closed doors. Not yet, anyway. Wait, um, so you're saying that we do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are kind of a big deal here. Oh, huge, yeah. yeah. But it is me. <laughs> well, subscribe to, uh, subscribe to get notified when we have new episodes yeah. I guess and do it subscribe yeah just subscribe to things yeah all things <laughs> and our YouTube channel and hopefully we'll still uh, be alive at the end of the snowstorm snow if cop. not then yeah. I guess this was a great time while it lasted people <laughs> goodbye <laughs> later so sad <laughs>